0: Welcome to Calabrio Shorts. We're going to get right to it today. Agent empowerment. And why would you ask about agent empowerment? Well, it's funny because we here at Calabrio spend a lot of time working very closely with our customers. And one of the things that we notice is that there seems to be a pretty wide gap in the organizations that use the really cool agent empowerment tools that are out there and the ones that don't. So I asked my buddy Mark Beards, WFM consultant extraordinaire from the Great White North to come up and join me here. and Let's talk a little bit about these tools and what keeps people from using them. And I think that's where a lot of this stems from, Mark, is the, I would, for lack of a better word, frustration, of organizations that have these amazing tools at their disposal, but maybe haven't started really utilizing them. What's keeping that from becoming
1: more mainstream? uh, First off, thanks for having me back. It's always an honor to be on this podcast with you. For me, agent empowerment comes in two very wide ranges, right? You have the people who use it and then the people who don't. So my question is, why is half of workforce using it and the other half not? So my first question is, why is agent empowerment important. So I'm going to throw it back to you, Dave. Why do you think Asian empowerment should be uh, important?
0: Well, if you've heard me ever talk, I started taking calls in a call center in the late nineties and until I want to say about 2014 or so, that's a long time. The, it was sit down, shut up and take calls. It was, here's your schedule deal with it. And when The economy is going well and everything is really clicking. Agents finally realized, well, I I have choice. I have flexibility. And what we found out is that so many of these organizations, the reason they hang on to or lose agents is because of schedule flexibility. It's basically the number one reason. We can talk about pay, but that's a completely different podcast episode altogether. It's pretty much the number one reason people leave or stay at jobs consistently over time. And... When you have the ability for these organizations to give some modicum of, well, let's call it flexibility and decision-making in their schedule, why wouldn't you? And in, in my case, the reason I think most of the organizations haven't done is because they're just not aware that these tools exist because they are next level. They are next gen. They go against the old school thinking of the way contact centers have been managed for quite some time. So if you were to ask me, it's not because they don't want to. It's just because they don't even really know they exist.
1: Okay. So thanks for that. And based off what you're saying, I'm very much in the same mindset. So for me, it really comes down to knowing what's available to you, how to use it properly, and then what benefits you're going to get from it. Because if you understand all those components, you can be super successful. So let's talk about the agent experience. You brought that up. That is the first piece that I find to be the most important. The more control an agent has with what happens throughout their day, the more likely they are gonna to be to be happy with that day. As an example, moving your breaks, moving your lunches. Having a static break in a static lunch in today's environment can be super stressful for somebody, especially if they're working from home. Whether it comes to bathroom breaks, whether it comes to taking five minutes to catch a breather, If the agent has their break at a specific time, those bathroom breaks and those breather breaks are going to happen irregardless. So why not empower them to move their break so they can take it when they feel is Necessary now when we talk about moving their brakes, we're not just saying willy nilly, right? We're not saying you can move it wherever you want, whenever you want. Within Calabrio, you can actually set it up so it's within the parameters that are acceptable, so it's not going to impact your service level, it's not going to impact when your customers call in, it's really just going to make it so that they feel a little bit empowered, okay? So, for me, that's the first part, which is the agent experience, the second part. And we'll come back to the Asian experience, all Right, there's a few more pieces in there, but I just want to segment them first. The second piece is the actual workload. So do you want your WFM team doing 100% of the work all the time? And the answer should be no. If you can automate process of adding overtime or adding time off, That should be automated. And we have the ability within Clabrio to automate your PTO balances, your VTO, or your overtime using what we call as Grantbot. And Grantbot and AI is really the future of where WFM should be moving. Now from an aspect of, is it successful? The answer depends on the company themselves. You can't just set up a GrantBot and say, okay, go do your own thing. GrantBot is gonna be dependent on two major aspects, how successful you are at forecasting and how successful you are at scheduling. If you're doing those two pieces accurately, then your GrantBot is gonna be successful. And then when your GrantBot is successful, that work no longer lands on your WFM team, okay? But Mark, I'm scared. Having the, I'm going to say it this way having the guts to make the change. You have to be able to break through the barrier and the mindset of what was and what can be. And I'm telling you, the organizations that we work with that make this change are moving in a completely different direction the more they start depending on Collabrio to one, build their schedules, to build their forecasts, and three, handle these other components is where they really start to become successful. Now, that doesn't just mean you can set it and forget it. Workforce is almost like an art, right? You need to be working with the tool, with your agents, with your leaders, almost symbiotically so that everything functions properly. But the being scared piece is, I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at that. I find that so funny because the last (laughs) thing that you should be afraid of in workforce is change. Because it's the easiest to change as long as you're doing it right. Okay?
0: Yeah. And I think what happens a lot of times is organizations are scared not only of the business implications of what might happen, but also that the agents are going to run wild with it, right? They're just going to insane, go crazy, and I'll never have anyone working and, and those kind of things. And what I think is important is that this is not the Wild West here. There are rules, there is governance, there are, there's an engine behind all of these tools that, that, trust me, the system is more concerned about your service level than you probably are. And the only way that we can start to do this, I like the way you phrase that, I have the guts to do this is to start to put some faith right. in the system. And
1: to address your other point, you're always going to have the people that try to abuse the system, whether you're automated, not automated. It really doesn't matter whether you empower your agents, you don't empower your agents. Those people exist. They're always going to exist. All you do is you set up your reporting to make sure that you minimize it and you catch them when you need to. All right, so let me ask you another way. Do you think there's monetization in empowering your agents? Do you think there's a way to save money?
0: Oh my gosh, I talk about this all the time with customers, prospects and things like that. How the tools in Collaborate WFM create essentially like this self-regulating process. So as a WFM, a little bit of an old schooler in WFM, I was afraid to walk away from my desk for more than about an hour because there was always going to be some new factor that needed to be at, looked at. Oh my gosh, we're going to get burned in this interval. I've got to turn off. I got to get two people on the phone or, oh, we're, we're really slow. How many people should we let off? Those kind of things. Well, that was my monetization of my own position, right? That was me justifying the spend that we have. Well, with these automatic tools, guess who gets the, the responsibility on them? It's the agent. And if you think for one second that every agent in your organization doesn't want to go home early or sign off early nowadays, you're crazy. And and that's the thing is if you don't need them, there's a very good chance that they won't be there. But if you go with static old school schedules that are never fluctuating and, and changing, they'll be there and you'll pay them. And that's basically the way it's going to go. So again, this kind of goes to why wouldn't you turn on some of these tools? Because it has a very strong implication in overall payroll dollars that are being spent. So
1: you're talking about VTO, voluntary time off.
0: VTO. What about the efficiency
1: aspect of it? Somebody is spending seven hours of their day working on the phones and then the other hour on breaks and lunches there's the efficiency piece Mm -hmm. of people taking above that uh, hour with it with the off on time for their breaks and lunches and that goes really into the efficiency aspect of it where if you're not allowing to move their breaks or lunches you could be losing an extra 10 minutes a day so let's just say that it's 10 minutes a day per agent so 10 minutes a day per agent is 100 100 minutes a day right for 10 agents okay that Mm -hmm. then ends up being I lost my math here. Uh, 500 minutes a week, and then times 500 minutes a week ends up being 2,500 minutes a year. You end up losing hours Mm -hmm. in efficiency just from having that flexibility. My math may have been way off there. I'm trying to do it in my head real quick. But uh, you're losing tons of hours in efficiency just off 10 headcount for not giving them that flexibility. So is there the potential to get money back that way?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's the beauty of the cumulative effect of these kind of, whether you want to call it Six Sigma or even just like finding tiny little improvements that roll up over time. What I don't, I think people lose sight of the fact of how many minutes a, a contact center actually has to be productive in a day. And then how many minutes conversely that aren't, that are hurting that overall productivity. And, you know, we We talk all the time about squeezing blood from a stone, right? And really just dragging every ounce of productivity out of the agents. And that's what happens when they're scheduled to work, right? We tie them to a phone and we tell them they can't get up and they can't do this and they can't do that. And and if you take more than 10 seconds of ACW time, somebody's going to be hunting you down, right? Those are all things. And we create this kind of stressful environment that an agent fears. And what we're talking about is... Taking it the other direction and saying, like you said, I I work from home and my my break doesn't sync up with what my body needs or when I'm hungry or things like that. And okay, let's walk through the scenario. I am hungrier than I usually am early in the day. Old school method is open up Slack or Teams or email and send a message to someone that says, "Hey, can I take my lunch a little bit earlier today?" I even, we're pretty slow. Uh, Any chance I could take that? And then that that sits in someone's inbox for five seconds or 30 minutes, depending on how available they are. That person then opens up workforce management, looks at the intervals, looks at the day, looks at the agent, and then says, yeah, I think that'll work. And so they go ahead and they move that break, and then we're done. We're talking about doing the exact same process in milliseconds as opposed to minutes and over the and, and not only that agent gets an immediate feedback and says wow that worked my gosh i love working for this company because they actually helped take care of me and that's what we're talking about that's the guts that i think you're talking oh, about thousand right, percent, Mark?
1: and that instant gratification that you mentioned i don't think people realize the benefit of what that actually does from an expectation from an agent knowing that if they send that email or that text or that communication, then having to wait half an hour or 20 minutes, whatever it ends up being, or getting instant gratification, we all know that instant gratification, whether it's winning at a lotto ticket, waiting at a green light, whatever it is, instant gratification is key. And what we're saying is we're offering it in the exact same way where it functions the way WFM is supposed to.
0: So I think the overall point of this it, it, and I think what spurred this in a whole conversation is these people are adults. We have to be able to trust them. And this is what I was going to say earlier. I get asked a lot of times uh, from companies that are like, Hey, um, can you find out automatically a report that shows me whether somebody is pushing the ACW button and kicking themselves to the bottom of the queue? And I'm like, yeah, we could do that. What works really well is like, Putting them on a plan when they do that, and they're like, "Yeah, but we want," and I'm like, "No, all it takes is one." And and it's the same thing when we talk about these processes that d- do breaks and lunches and things like that. Is we have people that are grown ups. Uh, there's always going to be the one person who is not a grown up and tries to find a way to flanagle the system. But you have to deal with that person individually. If you're punishing your whole entire organization because you might have one person who, who takes advantage of the situation, that's exactly the kind of guts that we're talking about is have the guts to make things better for your agents and try to improve on their processes from a day to day. A 1000%
1: agree? agree. But you brought up another <laughs> thing that may even be a completely new topic. What about empowering your leaders? We talked about empowering your agents, maybe next time we talk about empowering your leaders and how you make it so that they leverage some of your workforce.
0: Yeah, and I I will be the first to admit I've been guilty of that in the past, right? There will be no decisions unless they are run through workforce (laughs) management. And I will, how dare you think you can move someone's break 10 minutes later in the day, that is for me to decide. But in my defense, back in the day when when that was a thing, leaders did not have the tools available to them to make those decisions that they have today, right? With cloud-based software and smarter displays and UI and things like that, we have access to so many more decision-making tools, but you have to teach them how to interpret the results. And that's the thing, they're smart people. They can look at a chart in front of them and say, you know what, I think this makes a lot of sense. And so I think the overall point is when you free everyone up to make smarter decisions, it's actually a huge productivity, morale boost, and not the negative thing that it used to be. Because it used to be, if if you turned on Wild West, everybody would just run all over you. There are systems in place to make sure this doesn't go
1: off the tracks. And I'll add one more thing, and maybe we end here. When you mentioned the Wild West, what we're suggesting, we're not saying turn on the floodgates, let everything start tomorrow. But maybe start one piece at a time, one month at a time and get there gradually and then see how those gradual changes actually start to realize benefits to your organization. Baby steps.
0: Here's how to do it, right? Baby steps is exactly right. Find three of your most influential agents and turn this process on for them and get feedback from them. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does work, guess what they're going to be doing in the break room or on Slack? They're going to be telling, hey, they turned on this thing that allowed me to move my own breaks. It's great. And everybody says, well, I want that. And you say, okay, well, then, oh, it doesn't let you move unless we're staffed appropriately. You don't have to just flick the switch for everybody. You can turn it on for a small group, beta test it, really understand it, and then move on, right? There's been so much written and recorded about how to properly implement new processes and things like that. But that's absolutely the way to go. And you know what? I'm sure Mark or I would be glad to talk to you more in depth about about the appropriate way to roll out changes in in an organization because we've both dealt with them many times. So I think you're right, Mark. I think this is a great time to uh, wrap it up. But as always, you get the last word, my friend. What do you you want to tell everybody?
1: Your agents treat them like adults.
0: That sounds like the title to a podcast. <laughs> I tell you what, that's great stuff. All right, well, thanks, Mark, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We we always enjoy getting these Collaborator Shorts episodes out. Hopefully you found this useful. If you have a suggestion for a topic, you'd like to hear us cover, let us know. Just send an email to marketing at Calabria.com. We'll be glad to take that under advisement. And you never know, you might even be joining us for that podcast episode. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, but as always, have a great rest of your day, a great week, and we'll talk to you soon from Calabria. Thank Thanks you. everybody. Bye.